In seminary, we took four courses in preaching, and in advanced homiletics, you get to preach on whatever you want. And I preached on the importance of what we don't know. And I don't remember all my points, but I remember that maybe that's not what everybody preaches on in advanced homiletics. And my professor, Tom Ricks, said that a couple of weeks before my sermon, his wife had fallen asleep in front of the TV and had slept that night in the easy chair. He had put a blanket on her and didn't want to wake her up, and he had slept upstairs. And um, that morning, he was trying to be quiet, and he accidentally pulled the sock drawer out of the dresser, and it hit the floor. And his wife jumped out of bed, afraid that he had had a heart attack, and ran upstairs. And then Tom said, and sometimes it's good to do that with our sermons. And to this day, I have no idea if that was a compliment or a little bit of a pushback or just a fun illustration that Tom told us. Welcome to Five More Minutes. This week, it's an interesting five minutes because I only preached for about five minutes this past week because at Covenant Presbyterian, we're in a season of lament. And I want to talk just for a few minutes about why it's essential that we acknowledge where there's margin in our understanding, why it's essential for us to own what we don't know. One of the reasons is we don't actually know everything. That is true. And I believe it's essential for both our belief in God and our humanity to remember that on a regular basis. Number two, it's essential to our witness to acknowledge what we don't know because our witness is about God. Who knows? And the only way that God is even remotely interesting is if, in fact, we don't know everything. I believe it highlights what we do know also. Owning what we don't know can highlight for our friends who are intrigued by either the hope they see in us or their intellectual questions will be more interested in what we do know when we're honest about that. But the most important reason that it's important to own what we don't know is because when we talk too long about what we do know, when we talk too philosophically or theoretically for too long, we miss the opportunity for neighbor love, which is a terrible irony. This past week at church, I mentioned that suffering grows us up. Ecclesiastes says that we learn more at a funeral than at a party. James 5, or I'm sorry, Romans 5 and the book of James talk about how suffering grows us up. John 13 through 17 the Last Supper, Jesus uh, is very clear that how we suffer and the fact of our suffering will be part of our witness. When I mentioned that suffering grows us up, I poured a little bit of milk into a pitcher. And when I mentioned that suffering is part of our witness, I poured a little orange juice on top of that milk. And then I pointed out that the answer to suffering is Christ's suffering, that we cannot look at the work of Christ and think, well, it's because God doesn't love us. And then I poured grape juice on top of the orange juice and the milk because in our season of lament at the church, to attempt to wrestle those questions to the ground would be an adventure in missing the point because what we're called to do as humans is to lament. And so when we over-wrestle with these things, especially early on, we miss the opportunity to do what neighbors get to do when a friend is suffering, which is sit on the bench with them, mourn, cry, groan, hold, and only speak of God when our friend asks, and then speak humbly, acknowledging that while we know wonderful things from the scripture and the gospel of God revealed in Jesus, we do not know everything. I believe it's essential for our own humanity 
It's an essential part of our belief in God, and it makes us better lovers of neighbor, able to sit with them on the mourner's bench. That's it for five more minutes this week.